Okay, we're running this was before Shlomo Yitzchak, Aaron, and Miriam. Today's daf Nun Vav. So the Gemara, the Gemara begins with the with the same discussion about dreams. And we ended off yesterday as a concept of, uh, of a person interpreting the dream uh, based upon just like what was seen in the person's uh, mind yesterday. So the Gemara continues. I'm like Caesar was Caesar. The Roman one says to Rabbi Shua Machanani, he says, Amrisu, it said over that you guys are very smart. Amrisu Tuva, you Jews are supposed to be smart. Namely, my Chazina Bachama, so tell me what I'm going to see in my dream. Amalei, Rabbi Yeshua says, Chazus to Meshachri Lach Parsoi. In your dream, you're going to see that the Parsoim, Parsoim are the Persians, the enemies of the Romans, so they're going to, they're crush you, they're going to press you, and they're going to make you work. They're going to take you, and they're going to force you to work with, um, like with things that are disgusting. And that's a reference here in the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't say pigs by name, but they're going to force you to work with pigs. And it's going to be with a, a golden staff. So here, Kula Yoma, you put these thoughts inside the Caesar's mind. So the Caesar thought about this the entire day. Well, the Orta, Chaza, at that night, that's exactly what he saw in his dream because it had been in his thoughts during the daytime. There was a someone named the Shavar, the King Shavar. So he was actually... The opposite. The king Shavar is an enemy of Rome. So the king Shavar says to Shmuel, You Jews are supposed to be very smart. So tell me what I'm going to see in my dream. You're going to dream, you're going to see that the Romans are coming and they're going to get you, they're going to take you. They're going to force you, uh, they'll bring you to a mill and it's going to be made of gold and you're going to be, you're going to be grinding dates. Date, it doesn't even mean date, it means like the, the pit inside of the date. Here at Kul Yom and because of this, he thought about this the whole day, and that's what, uh, that's what he saw in his dream that night. Okay. Now the Gemara, that's fine. So that's a continuation of the fact that sometimes dreams are just what's in our thoughts during the day. So now the Gemara brings a story about Kol HaKolom Salchan Achar that everything just depends on the interpretation. So the Gemara says, Bar Hedya. Bar Hedya Mephashar Chalmei Havi. He was very known, he was an interpreter. That was his, that was his job. A person who would pay him for, for his services, they would pay him to interpret the dream of Ashley Malyusa. He would give a good, a good interpretation. But if somebody didn't pay him, then he would interpret it, but he would interpret it in a bad way. So depending on whether or not he was paid, that's the way he would interpret it. So One time, both Abai and Rava dreamed the same exact dream, and they both came in front of Barhedya to get an interpretation. Abai paid him. Rava didn't pay him. They said to him, In our dream, they, we saw the following Pasuk. This Pasuk is, is taken from the Tochacha, from the rebuke in the Torah, the, the curses. It says in the Pasuk, that your ox is going to be slaughtered in front of your eyes. And the Pasuk says, The ox will be slaughtered, you won't be able to eat. It's a curse. So the Rava to Rava, Amrle, who, was, who didn't pay him, so Barhedja said, Your business is going to fail. Because you're going to feel so distressed, you're going to have no will to eat. So your ox will be slaughtered in front of your eyes and you won't eat it because you're going to think you're hungry, so you're going to, have to, you're going to prepare dinner, but you're going to be so sad and distressed at, uh, about things that are happening in your business that you're not going to eat. Just the opposite. You're going to have such so much profit in your business. Because you're going to be so happy, you're going to have absolutely no 
will to eat, your, your simple happiness and joy, the excitement of what's going on, will give you no desire to eat whatsoever. So the same exact dream, the same exact pasuk, just one paid and one didn't pay him, and he, and he, and he interpreted it in two opposite ways. Now the Gemara continues with a serious continuation of this type of thing with Abai and Rava. Abai and Rava said to Abai, we read in the pasuk that says, the pasuk says again that we're going to have sons and daughters, but they won't be ours because they're going to be taken uh, they're going to be taken in Shivya. So the Rava, Amr Lekivushi, is the Rava, who didn't pay him, he was told the negative meaning, meaning the simple interpretation of the Pasik that your children are taken away from you and uh, you don't have them. But according to Abaye, Barhedya spun it in a positive way. He said to him, No, you're going to have so many sons and daughters. Your daughters are going to be marrying husbands from everywhere in the world. And that's like a good thing. It's like you're going to spread. Your children will spread so far. They'll be living so far away from you that it will seem. It's as if they've gone into, been taken by a foreign nation. It's as if they've gone somewhere foreign. So it's a positive spin. Even though the Pasuk is saying like they'll be taken to captivity, he's spinning it for a buy that it's like a positive sense of captivity. That they're, they're, they've spread so far throughout the world that it seems like they're so distant from you. Now, a third uh, example of Abai and Rav Akron, the Pasuk says, your sons and daughters will be given to another people. So the Abai, Amalei, to Abai, who paid him, he was told a positive thing. But Akron also going to going to have so many sons and daughters that uh, when it comes time to marrying them off, you're going to say that they should be married to your family, to your relatives. Your wife's going to say, no, let's keep them in the, within my family, marry them to my relatives. She's going to win. She's going to force you to listen. And she's going to give them in marriage to her relatives. In that sense, they're married to somebody else. They're married to another people. Another people because it's not from your relatives, but rather from your wife's. The Rava, but the Rava who did again, who didn't pay Barhedya, Barhedya said, to be so Shivya that your wife, Shekhiva, that your wife is going to die, you're going to have to remarry. Your sons and daughters will be married to another, will be, will have, be in the hands of another woman, meaning that they'll have a stepwoman. And a step, a stepwoman here, a stepmother, is considered to be another people. Your son and daughters will be given to another people, meaning that your, your wife will die. Personally, Rava, you'll be marrying another woman and your current children will have a stepmother. And the Gemara teaches that Rava once said something like that about a stepmother. What's the meaning of the Pasuk here in the Tokha? It's a reference to having a new wife, a father having a new wife. So it's a different nation that the children now are under. The fourth example of a Bible Rava. And the Pasuk says, that um, go and eat your bread with joy. So simply put, that's like a nice thing. You know, go eat your bread with joy. A person has what to eat, he's happy. So Abai, who paid him, he said, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have so much profit in your business. You'll eat and drink. Everything will be good. You're going to be so happy that you'll say this pasuk. You'll find that this pasuk in Kohalas was as if it was speaking to you in the moment, that, that, that you'll go eat your bread in happiness. But the to Rav, said, your business will go down. That um, you're going to have meat, but you're not going to have you're not going to have anything to eat or drink. And as we mentioned already earlier, that you're not going to have an appetite to eat or drink because it's going to be so sad. Sometimes when a person is so sad, they recite sukim of joy and of hope out of like a will to to reflect what their true wishes are. So while the person is sitting here, his business has failed, he has slaughtered everything and he still has no desire to eat and he's feeling horrible, he'll recite this pasuk and say, I wish one day I would be able to eat my bread in joy. So the meaning of eating the bread in joy is the exact, the exact, uh, the exact opposite. Says the Gemara, 
The fifth one, the Pasuk says you will carry out a lot of seed to the field. So that's the beginning of the Pasuk. A person is going to plant a lot. Then the end of the Pasuk says, but you're going to harvest only a little bit because all of the Arba will come and eat up all the locusts are going to eat up all the grain. So the Rava, Abai only to Abai who paid Barhedya, Barhedya only focused on the first part. He only told him that you're going to plant a lot. You're going to have so much that you'll plant a lot. The Rava, but to Rava, he told him from the end of the Pasuk, he told him that no matter what's going to happen, he's not going to harvest a lot. He could try till he's you know, blue in the face. He's not going to make a lot of money. Akrinon, then the next part of the Pasuk, you're going to have a lot of olive trees in all your boundaries, but then the continuation of the Pasuk, which the Gemara doesn't even quote, is that you're not going to be able to have any oil because the olives are going to fall off the trees and get ruined. So when Abai came to him with this dream, I had you interpreted from the beginning of the Pasuk, he told Abai is going to have so many olive trees. But Rava, who didn't pay him, he only told him about the end of the Pasuk, that no matter what would happen, he wouldn't harvest the olives. Akrinon, they read in the following Pasuk, all the people of the world will see. The Pasuk goes on to say, that the the, the, the name of God is upon you, the nations of the world will fear you. So, your name is going to spread. You're going to become a Rosh Hashiva. Everyone's going to know about you. The world will, will fear you in a good way. They'll have good awe of you because you're going to be a renowned kind of a Rosh Hashiva. He said that the, the, what's going to happen is all of the king's resources, I guess the king had some sort of like treasure house, and uh, it's going to have, someone's going to break into it. There's going to be a, a, a robbery. For some reason, you're, you, Rava, are going to be accused. You're going to be taken. And after you're arrested, the whole world is going to learn a Kavah Homer from you. And they're going to say, if ever, even the great person Rava was arrested because he was a Ganiv, so all the more certain of what would happen to us if we were caught stealing. So the, everyone will see you and be afraid of you as interpreted that you're going to be a, 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 an example to the world about what happens if you steal. And this, you know, obviously didn't, Rava wasn't going to do this, but he was going to be accused falsely of stealing from the king. Now the Gemara tells us what happened was this person really had control of the destiny here of the dream. So it actually happened. The king's treasury was broken into. Rava, Rava was arrested. So we're going to see. Okay, we'll see as the story keeps on going. So the Gemara says, they said, again, we saw a chasa as lettuce, right? We saw lettuce over a, a dani as like a, like, a, like a big jar, almost like a, a big vessel. Keg, very good. So Abai Amarle to Abai Barhedya said, if it's Kokbachasa, that lettuce has the idea that it looks like it's 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 doubled over. The reason why it is, Rashi seems to say they press, the leaves are pressed one another. They're like very wide and they press one another. So it's as if it's doubled. So you're saying you're gonna your your business is gonna be like a lettuce. It's gonna make a lot of money. That your business is gonna be taste bitter the way lettuce tastes bitter. Amrulay, they said another thing. We saw meat. Meat on top of this on top of this uh, keg. Labai Amalita Bai Bahadya said, Basim Khamrak, your wine is gonna be so amazing, it will smell so so what so well. Everybody's gonna come and buy meat and wine from you. Because you're gonna be giving such amazing meat, you're gonna be giving such amazing wine uh, on this wine on top of the barrel that everybody will come. Your wine is going to spoil. It's going to go bad. Everybody's going to come buy meat to eat with it. Meaning to say that all, all, no one's going to be able to drink the wine. So the only thing that the wine is going to be good for is like some sort of sauce, some sort of like dip, like it, it made from spoiled wine. Like I guess almost like a vinegar that would be used. So people when they will come buy your spoiled wine to use as a vinegar when they eat meat. 
So that was the reference that you're going to have the wine on top of the barrel, is that your contents of the wine will go bad. So the only purpose that there will be for the, the, the wine inside is to be used as some sort of dip for people eating meat. Amrulei, they said to him, We saw a barrel that's hanging off of a, a tree, a palm tree. So the Abayi Amrulei Tabayi, who... Who paid him for, for to interpret a dream? Barhedia said, "Madali iska that your stuff, the things you sell, are going to, to to grow so much that they're going to be high like a palm tree. A palm tree goes very high, so your stuff is going to get high like a palm tree. The Rav Amalei that your stuff is going to be sweet like the dates. What does it mean, sweet like the dates? Sweet like the dates means that it's so easy to take it off. So in other words, whoever buys is going to love buying from you because you're going to be selling at such low stuff that it's going to be so accessible, and everyone who comes in will clean you out." Like a, like a palm tree, you just come and rip off those dates. That, so it's basically a sign that his business is not going to be good. He's not going to be making money. Amrulay, they said to him, Chaza Rumana, a Rimon, a pomegranate, the Dani. It was coming out of the mouth of a, a Dadani, of the same keg. So we saw a pomegranate coming out of the, the, the top of this keg. So said, Ashik that your stuff is going to sell like a, like a Rimon, like a pomegranate, which means that a Rimon evidently is considered a top quality, top line fruit. So you'll make a lot of money. It will be as cost as much as Rimonim costs, just as Rimonim are like a nice, amazing fruit. So to all your merchandise that you sell will be amazing like a pomegranate. Lerava Amarle, but to Rava he said, Kavoi Iskakrumana, that it's gonna taste like as, as sharp like a pomegranate. You know, like sometimes you have that with the pomegranates aren't like fully ripe. You see how like how sharp they are. So so the taste of it is going to be like that. Nobody's gonna enjoy. It's gonna be like a pomegranate that's not fully ripe, and uh, it's not gonna be an enjoyable thing. So no one's gonna buy then eventually. So Amarle, they said to him, Khazakhabisa we saw this barrel. Now finally they can talk about the barrel, the barrel itself falling into a pit. So Labai said that all your stuff, people are going to want it. Everyone's going to want it. Like it's going to be hard to find. It's going to be like, as, it's as if it's like caught inside of a pit. People say that, that the bread has fallen into a pit and uh, it hasn't, no, one, no one's been able to find it. So it's a way of saying basically that, 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 that the, the barrel is going to be lost in the sense that everybody's going to be searching for the great barrel. Everybody's going to want to buy your stuff, your barrel. It's going to be very difficult to find. That everything you're going to have is going to get ruined and you'll throw it into a pit because it's worthless. So Mamish the opposite. They said, We saw a donkey, a little donkey that's standing by us and it's, it's making noise. Donkeys, donkeys break. It means you're going to become, again, the Rosh Hashiva. And you're going to have like a, a human mouthpiece. They would have that in the Yeshiva, that he would speak. And the, then the, 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 the Matorga one would repeat the Shira loudly. So that's the donkey brain. The Rav Amalei, to Rav, he said, Patrach Hamar, go hit mitfilech. That the word Patrach, the Vav, and the, the, the word Patrach Hamar is missing from your tefillin. He says to him, right, Patrach Hamar is one of the parts of tefillin. So it mentions Patrach Hamar. So he says, look, go check your tefillin. Patrach Hamar is not there. So Amalei, Rav said, what do you mean? I looked at my tefillin and, and it's there. Patrach Hamar is there in my tefillin. So Amalei, Vav, the Patrach Hamar, Vav, the Gomit Well, at least the Vav has been erased. So Hamar is supposed to be ches mem vav resh and he's saying it's missing the vav the vav of chamar is missing in your tefillin okay finally l'sof azar rava l'chudei l'gabe rava went without a buy finally rava has his own dream without a buy and he goes himself to barhedya to get to get an interpretation rava rava said chazadasha prices an awful i saw the door of my house fell 
This is tells that your wife is going to die. Now, Rava already learned that his wife was going to die, but again, I guess it's a it's a repetition here. It's a, it's a repeated dream that his wife will die. I see all my teeth, front teeth, back teeth. They're all they're all falling out. That means that all your children are going are going to die. I saw um, those are doves, pigeons. I saw that these two pigeons are flying away. It means you're going to be forced to divorce two separate times. The dove is considered the, the woman. I saw um, turnip tops. You're going to be hit with two like big sticks, you know, that are made to hit people. Like turnip heads, like the top, like they're, they're a big thing. They're going to be hit by these things. So what happens? The Gemara tells us that story happened to Rava that day. Rava went, he figured he'll sit in the base magic. How is he going to get into a violent fight? If he goes to, you know, get into a bar fight or something. But here Rava says, let me go to the base magic. No one's going to hit me in the base magic. So there were two blind people that were coming out to Adadi. Five people are fighting. Also Rava, so Rava went to break up the fight. These two blind people hit Rava two times. They, they, they picked up the stick and they were going to hit Rava a third time. Rava, Rava said, Two is good because that's my dream. Only had two. It was only going to supposed to get hit twice. So what happened? Finally, the sofa, Rava finally got the whole thing and he started paying Arhedya for his job to, to interpret his dreams. So Amalei, after he paid him, Rava said, she said enough, I saw the wall had fall down. So before he had the door of his house fall down, now he's seeing that the, the, the wall, the wall fell down in his house. So, so Amalei, that means that your business is going to grow. There's not going to be any walls. Not going to be any walls is basically a very fancy way of saying it's going to, it's going to grow. It's going to expand. Your business will be good. I saw that Abaye's big house, his mansion, had all fallen down, and it's all covered up. So Amar Lebar had just said to him, Abaye Shalvim Sifta Asikalabah, that must mean, remember, Abaye had been appointed Rosh Hashiva, Abaye must have died, it will die, and you'll become the new Rosh Hashiva over it. Amar Lechaza Apani Didi, I saw my mansion of Asukaliyama, but then everybody's coming to my mansion, Shaklavinsa Levinsa, and they're taking all the bricks from my mansion. So Amar Lech, Shmai Zachmavadin Ba'alma, it means, Bricks are like Rava's Torah. Rava's, all the things he would say. All, all the bricks are going to spread apart. So it's like you're, the thing, the house that you built, the bricks will go away. It doesn't mean it will be destroyed, but it means all your Torah is going to spread in the world. You have a lot of Tamidim. I saw, Reishi, I saw that my head is split. So my brain is fallen. So He says, don't worry. It just means the feathers on your pillow are, are, are coming out. Meaning something's falling apart, but don't worry. Your head is where you lay, put your head, you rest your head on the pillow. So it's just a reference to, uh, to a little bit of a pillow, a little of the feathers of the pillow coming out. The, the, the hollow of, of Mitzrayim I saw. So hollow of Mitzrayim, it's just a regular halal. We call halal. Just as there's another halal hagadol where we say hodul hashem kitov. So we're trying to say it's not that halal. It's the halal that we recite from Mitzrayim. So the regular halal. I, I saw the halal. Nisa misrachish lach. You're going to have a nace happen to you. So also v'hadei arbas. And then they were Barhedya was was traveling with Rava. They were going on a boat. But Barhedya said, Amar v'hadei gavin misrachish l'nisa lamali. I know that Rava's going to have a nace happen to him. So let me get off this boat because if I know Rava's going to have a miracle, that means something scary is going to happen. And uh, better better for me. To get off this boat right now. So Bahadika Salak Barhedja was coming out, Nafal Sifra Mine. 
the, he, he left like his the book fell out of his pocket or whatnot, like a small little notepad fell off. So what happened? Actually, Rav Chazav found that he saw it said in the book, the big secret was out, that, the, that Barhedi had written in his book, whatever I say happens. That, but as long as the interpreter says it, he controls what's going to happen from the dream. So it seems like until now, the reason Rav had kept on going back and all these bad things that had been happening to him, Rav wasn't aware of that secret. He thought Barhedi was just telling him what, 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 what the meaning of his dream was. But now he realizes, hey, Barhedia really controls it. And he has been the one who has been saying negative things and it's all his fault. So actually, Rav Chazav, he says, Russia, you're a wicked person. It was all upon you. And you were the one who caused me all this so much pain. I forgive you for everything that happened. So Akiva, you see that everything did come true. I forgive you everything that happened. Except for the daughter of Rav Chista. The daughter of Rav Chista was Rava's wife. Rava's wife died. He said, I don't forgive you for that. And he cursed him. He said, it should be Hashem's will that Barhedja should be given over to somebody, a, a nation who's not going to have any, any, uh, any mercy on him. So Amar, so Barhedja said to himself, my Evid, what should I do? Give me I have a tradition to kill that when a wise person curses somebody, even for nothing, it comes true. Rava is cursing me rightfully, justfully, right? Because I really armed him. So Barhedja is scared. So Amar, let me go to Golas. So Amar, Golas, Avon. When a person goes to Golas, it, it atones for sin. So if I go to Golas myself, maybe I can get out of it. So he went to Rome. He went to, you know, he left Eretz Israel, left Bavel. He went to the self-imposed exile. He goes to Rome. So he goes to, he, he, he goes and he's sitting by the treasury of the king. That's where he was. And the head of the treasury sees a dream. I guess this is the guy who's in charge of all the assets of the king. I saw my dream that there was a needle going into my finger. Pay me. I'm not going to interpret your dream. Pay me first. Barhedja did not learn his lesson. So Barhedja says, pay me first. I'm not going to do it. He didn't give him a zuz. So he didn't, he didn't give him an interpretation. I saw a worm, a worm going on my finger. So still, he refuses to do it. Give me a zuz. He doesn't say anything. The worms across my whole hand. So finally, he gives him an interpretation. Rava doesn't hold back. Barhadja doesn't hold back. He says, you know what has happened? There's been some worms that are throughout all of the silk garments of the treasury of the king. There's been some bug infestation here, some worms, and they're eating away at all the silk. So finally, all the stuff had been ruined. It was true. So the king heard about it. He took this, the head of the treasury, the kakatule, they were executing him. They were killing him for not doing a good job protecting the assets of the king. So he, he protected himself. He said, why are you killing me? Bring the guy who knew about it, could have prevented it, and didn't do anything, meaning kill Barhedja. So I see Barhedja, because you wanted one Zeus for your fear. She also she rusa the malka, so all the silk of the king was taken away. So these who train arts, so how did how did they, how did they punish Barhedja? So to train arzi they tied two um, like uh, a cedar tree to, to each other. They tied one leg, one of his legs to one tree. One one leg to another tree. Then after he was tied and the trees were were tied close together. Then they untied the rope that the two cedar trees were connected and slowly they pulled away and his body split. Mm-hmm. So each one, each cedar tree went back to its place and his body simply, enough of the train, uh, it, it split into two pieces. Says the Gemara, 
I saw two uh, jaws that fell out. Two people are going to be trying to plot against you, right? Those are like the, 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 the jaws, they plot and they talk. So two jaws who are plotting against you will, will, will go away. So here we see that like the power of, a, of the Chacham, Rabbi Shmuel, that even if it was the most frightening dream, he was able to give a positive spin on it. I saw my nostrils, my nose that fell out. Anger. Anger is associated with the nose. So people who are going to have a lot of anger to you, their, their anger will go away. I saw two of my hands fall off. That means you're not going to need your hands. You're not going to need your hands. You're going to have so much money, you're going to have to work, to, not going to need to work. I saw two of my legs that were cut off. You're not going to need to walk. You can just ride on a horse. I saw that you're going to die in Adar, and you're not going to see Nisan. So Adar, here we're interpreting the Lashon Hadar, like glory. You're going to, you're going to, die, to die in great glory. You're not going to have temptation. So Nisan we're interpreting as Nisan, temptation. So you're going to die in glory and void of any temptation of any value. It was once a tzaduki. So now we're moving a very different story. It was once a tzaduki, a, a, a bad man who comes to Rabbi Shmuel. He says, I'm putting in oil back into the olives. It's, an, it's, it's a symbol that this person has slept with his mother. So he's putting the oil, the product, back into, into the olive. I see I'm grabbing a star. It means you're kidnapped, you have kidnapped a Jew. And it's not a prediction of the future, it's kidnapped the past. <coughs> so Ganavda, if you've stolen a Jew, because the Jews are stars, I'm like, I swallowed the Jew. I, I swallowed the star. I'm like, you sold you kidnapped, you sold him, you sold it, what you, the Jew that you kidnapped, and you have consumed the money. I'm like, I saw eyes that are kissing each other. I'm like, it means you have slept with your sister. I'm like, I see you kiss the moon. I'm like, it means you have slept with a Jewish woman who is married to another Jewish man. I'm like, Betuna da Asa. I was going into a, uh, a stepping on the Betuna Asa. Asa are like Hadassah, like the myrtle branches. So he must have slept with a Nara that was betrothed to somebody else. So because the myrtle branches, they used to go into the, the Chuppah, was associated with myrtle branches. They were made with them. So if you're, you're stepping on them, meaning you're not respecting the power that this woman is betrothed to another man, although she hasn't yet consummated her marriage, it means you've slept with the Nara Marasa. I saw this shadow was on top of me, but below me. So Amalei Mishkavah Hafah means you slept backwards with her. She was on top. Amalei Chaza Arviv Dahadopura. I saw all these ravens that were around the bed. Amalei Ishlachah Zanse Me'anashem Harvi. Your wife has committed adultery with many different men. So those are the black ravens, the, the bad outsiders. Amalei Chazi Yonah Dahadopura. I see many doves around the bed. Amalei Nashem Harvi to me. So you have defiled, you have slept with many women. Amalei Chazi Chazi Trey Yonah Parkhan. I see I'm trying to hold on to two of the pigeons, but they're flying away. Amalei Tadi Nashach. Nasvas, you are married to two to, to of these wives, and you sent them away without a bill of divorce. So you're holding on to them, but they're flying away. It's like, they're not part of your life, but you haven't formally divorced them. I'm peeling away eggs. He says, he says you've gone to the dead people and peeled off what they were, they stripped them, like taken, taken, taken from them. So what does that mean, that he's taken from the dead? So he said to him, nah, I didn't do that. I'm like, who is newbie? You're right. Your accusations about everything, so everything else you said so far, you know, I've slept with that woman and done that wrong and kidnapped, everything's been true, accurate, Rabbi Ishmael, except for this one. I never took things off dead people. That I never did. So, 
So bar me yid the it never happened. Meanwhile, asa yid. So a woman came for Amalah. She said to him, "High glima demitzla the gaver ploni you demis." Look at the, what you're wearing right now, Mister. That I know that used to be somebody else's coat. That used to be someone else. It was a dead person, and you went over to their corpse and you ripped it off of them. So he did do it. So it probably means like that the meaning was he didn't strip their their their, their actual body, but he had stripped with the the garments that were on them. Amalei chazid the Amalei shavak loch avak misi. He saw that in a dream that my father had left me money. He says, My father left me money in a place in the dream. It said, Kudu Pakaya. So I'm like, Do you have some sort of assets there? Perhaps the dream is true. I'm like, No, we don't have anything here. Also, perhaps your father ever went there. Maybe you don't know about it, but maybe he bought some real estate there or something. I'm like, No, my father never went there. And I'm like, In Cain, he said like this The word is not a reference to a place, but it's a reference you have to break it down into two. Kappa is Keshora, which Kappa can mean a beam. Daika is Asara is ten. Zil Chazi Kappa to Rishasar, go find the tenth beam in your home. Shimalea Zuze, it means your father left you money in that beam. Also, he goes, Ashka Shimalea Zuze, he finds that it is full of money. Okay, so now the, now the Gemara changes, switches gears, and tells us about the symbolisms of a lot of, a lot of different. Uh, Objects that can be found in a dream. Someone who sees a well in a dream, bro, show him his peace. The slaves of Yitzchak dug the well, they found a well. Now, it's a very troublesome Gemara because they fought. Right after they dug that well, they fought with the Plishtim. So a lot of people changed the gears here to eventually there was one that they did that they didn't fight. Anyways, the well is a symbol of peace. It's a symbol of Torah. Those who find Torah find life. It's like you're digging, you're digging for water, you're digging for Torah. Why do you have to be so, so, so complicated? The well is a symbol of life. This is a famous one. There are three signs of peace. Nar, the river, Tzipor, the bird, Ukudera, and the pot. Nar, the Chzibit, it says about the, 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 the river, it's like a, a peaceful river. Tzipor, a bird, the Tzipor, it's like, uh, it, it, the Pasuk is describing peace associated with the bird. Kedera and the pot, the Chzib, Hashem Tishpot, Shalom, Lanim, Hashem will, We'll place down the, the uh, peace for us with the, like the pot. It's only if there's there's no meat cooking inside of the pot. Because in a pasuk that's referring to a bad thing, it talks about how Hashem is putting on the pot, uh, the pot full of meat. So what's the idea that these three things represent peace? So it's been said that the idea is that it, it represents three different, almost like three different types of peace. So the nar separates. That's the rule. It separates two things. So sometimes peace is just separation. That's the that's the point. Sometimes you have about combination of forces, but albeit from different angles. So that's the, that's the pot. The pot is fire and water. It combines the powers, but not by placing them together, but by using, it puts something else, the pot between the fire and the water, and now the fire can have an effect on the water. And then the, the last one, the, the, the bird, the bird is the combination of forces. That's the highest level of peace. The, the bird is, is combined to heaven and earth. The bird is made from both the, the, the water and the land. It's made from the mud, the Gemara tells us. So, so the bird is the ultimate combination of two forces. Someone who sees a dream in a pasuk, uh, sees a a, uh, a river in a dream. So it could be something good or something bad. So there's pesukim that say good things about rivers, pesukim that say bad things. So let him yashkin v'yomar. Let him go early and let him say shalom. I'm like planting in a heart shalom. Why? Before you better say that pasuk before he recites another pasuk. With that pasuk, he's talking about something bad associated with the nar. So he should say the pasuk of good. Somebody who sees a bird in a dream. So he should say a pasuk that talks about good things with the bird. Yashkin v'yomar, let him go early and let him say kitzi param afos kinyagin. 
like good birds, so too Hashem will protect on us. Before he says another Pasek, like this bird that is falling away out of the nest. So that's a Pasek saying something bad with the, with the bird. If he sees the pot in the Pasek, he should go out early and say, Hashem, Shalom Lanu, that the Pasek should place down peace for us like the pot. Before there's the other Pasek that says, where Hashem has placed down the bad, the calamity with the pot. So let him quickly say a Pasek that associates the object of his dream with something good. Same thing with grapes. Somebody sees grapes in a dream. Let him go early and say, like grapes in the desert, the Jews were compared, like fresh grapes. Before there's another Pasek, that there's grapes, bad grapes, grapes of poverty that are a punishment. So let him not say that Pasek. There's a mountain. There's a Pasek about Mashiach, the great the great Mashiach who's going to come and, and it's like his feet are going to be standing on the mountain. So he should say that Pasuk that relates something good to the mountain. Before, there's another Pasuk that it says, that to the mountains I cry because that's a reference to something bad happening in association with the mountains. So we should say something good before he's something bad. Somebody who sees a shofar in a dream. Let him go early and say, Mashiach is going to come. Right, there will be a blowing of the shofar. He should say that. Take a shofar begova. This is by Oshea, where there was punishments coming that they were. They, 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 so they blew the shofar as a reference to something bad about to occur. Haroa Kalev Bachalom. Somebody who sees a dog in a dream. Yashkev Yomar. Let him quickly go and say. That the the dogs didn't bark. They didn't hurt against any of the Jews. Before there's another says that the dogs are described as being brazen souls. So that's something bad. So he should not recite that pasuk. Somebody who sees a a, a lion in a pasuk, should quickly go and say that the tool is that a lion roars. Who's not afraid? That it's a good thing. It's a sense of awe, but nothing bad is happening. Before the other pasuk, that the the lion is moved from his, from his place, or something bad is going to happen. Somebody who sees himself shaving in a dream. Yomar, he should quickly go and say, This is by Yosef. When Yosef was taken out of the pit, so he quickly he went and shaved before he appeared in front of Paro. So he should speak about shaving, a pasuk that relates something good about shaving. This is from Shimshon. Shimshon, when he, when he described that the source of his strength was that he was a Nazar, he says, I can't shave. So this was something bad that happened because then his wife cut his hair and he lost his strength. So he should not recite that pasuk. Somebody who sees a well in his dream. Quickly go and say, Here's a well of life. Before the other passage says, Which is reference to something bad happening through a well. Somebody who sees a reed. It's like a strong reed that can't be broken. Here we're talking about a bad thing. That I can't trust you. I trust in you like a reed that's easily broken. So there's no trust. So that's something bad that's associated with like a weak read. So he shouldn't recite, obviously, that passage. So the theme of all that we just learned, all these examples, that sometimes there are objects that have association with psukim in a good way, association with, with, with psukim in a bad way, and there's a school others. It's a good omen to recite the passage that is associated positively with the object that he has seen. Says the Gemara, now we, we talk about association by sounds of words, even if it has no correlation to the actual object, but it sounds similar. So the Gemara says, Somebody sees a read in a dream. He should wait for wisdom. He's going to get wisdom. So kana sounds like kana, like a read. So even though kana there really means to acquire, and there's nothing to do with acquiring reads, but it's the same word in Hebrew. Kana, kana. Kanim, he sees many of 
Kara, Kora, Kira, Kanya, Kulum, Alelechama. So all these things, a gourd, uh, a, a, a palm tree, the reeds, all of these things are, have a good signs in a dream because all of them are associated with the word Kana. Tanya, Imar, Bluin, we only show gourds, Mishu, Yari, Shamayim. So the gourds get very strong, really, really strong, hard, low. So that's a reference to uh, Yira, Shamayim. So, so we only show that in a dream to someone who fears God. With all of the strength. Somebody who sees an ox in a dream. You quickly go and say the Pasuk. Yosef is described as being the strong association with an ox. The strong ox who's goring other people. Before you would think of a different association, of a negative association. Where the Pasuk describes that a person is being gored by an ox. So he should quickly say the Pasuk that is, good, that is positively associated. There are five possible things to see about an ox in a dream. A person who is seen eating ox meat in a dream is a symbol of wealth. If he sees that he's being, that he, that, that is goring, so it's a good thing because he's going to have Torah scholars, children who are going to gore. What does it mean children are going to gore? They're going to like gore one another in Torah, which is a reference to the wars of Torah, which is a good sign. Nashuk, if he's being bitten by the ox, Yisurim Ba'an that's a sign that bad things are going to happen. Ba'at, if he's being kicked by the ox, Derech Rechokin is down the low. He's being that he's going to be sent on a far journey. Rechavo, if he's riding it, Olu Ladula, it's a sign that he is going to um, rise in greatness. Ba'atanya, ay, it says in the bright, Rechavo Mace, if he's riding it, if, if he's being ridden, then he's going to die. So Gemara says, Lokasha, the Rechav Hula Tura, the Rechav Tura Lididay. It depends. If he's riding the ox, that's a sign he'll rise to greatness. But if the ox is riding him, he's being stepped on by the ox, that's a sign of death. Says the Gemara, Now we move on to other beasts. Somebody who sees a donkey. It's Apple Yeshua, Shanamar, So therefore, the, the donkey, the donkey there is associated um, with something good. This is with the description of Mashiach. The Mashiach is going to become riding on a donkey. See, usually we don't, people don't ride on donkeys. Usually a uh, horse is the object of riding. But Mashiach is described as coming in a poor way, a sign of humility. Somebody who sees a cat. So if it's a location where a cat is called a shunra, so it's like, again, by association of sound of words, not the cat as an object, but shunra. Shunra means like shira no, a good, so, a good song. It's like good songs are going to happen to him. Shinra, but if they pronounce it shinra, bad changes are going to happen to him. Haran of somebody who sees grapes. Levanos, if they're white grapes, their time or not in the time, Yafos, that's always good. Shachoros, black grapes, Bismanan, if they're in their season, Yafos, it means you're going to have a lot of Parnassos. Levanos, and Rose, if it's not the season, then they're a bad sign. Black grapes. Arosos, the same thing with a horse. Sus, loving a white one, Bachalom, in a dream. A white horse. Maybe not, it's treading nicely or it's galloping. Yafalo, it's always good. Adam, a red one, like a blackened horse. Benachas, if it's just walking nicely, then Yafa, that's a good sign. But rather, if it's galloping, Kasha, that's a bad sign. Harora Yishmael Bachalom, somebody has a vision of Yishmael, the person Yishmael himself in the Torah, the biblical character. Tfilasu Nishmas, it's a sign that his Tfilah will be answered, will be heard. Because Yishmael is known, association with Hashem hearing Tfilah. But Dafka Yishmael ben Avram, says the Gemara, it doesn't mean any Arab, it means Dafka the Yishmael, the son of Avram. I will tell you about but just some random Arab, lo, it's not a good sign necessarily to see it in a dream. Somebody who sees a camel in dream, it's a sign that there was death that was like decreed, but he had been spared from it because that's the sign of seeing the camel. We see Lumi Menu, he has been spared from it. So this is where we see like Gamal. 
Gam is really, gam, gam Allah is a contraction. You can read it quickly. Gamal. So Gam Allah. So we're saying, I've been elevated. I've been picked up. That's like the Gamal that uh, the, the camel is as elevated. So we see if we put together the beginning of the word Gam. Hashem is supposed to call low. Gam low. Gamal. So we put together the lamin from the low that I, even though there was some, some Hashem removed your sins, low so much, you're not going to die, which means that everything's going to be okay. So gamal is a good sign. You know, we say such a thing. We say, Hashem ki gamal alai. So we see also like that. But here the Gemara is, is referencing the gamal as something that there was p- very bad potential that was taken away. Says the Gemara, Pinchas Bachalom. Somebody who sees Pinchas, the character, the biblical character of Pinchas, Pelanasalo, some great Nisim will happen. So it's interesting. We don't know such great Nisim, right? Pinchas is such great Nisim in the Torah, he's the person. So you have to know, Rashi says, well, look in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. If you look in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, there were a lot of miraculous things. When Pinchas killed uh, Zimri and the other, the brother, it was a lot of miracles that had to happen on that day. So that's why the Gemara is referencing that. Haroah Pilbachalom, somebody sees an elephant. Elephant, Milashon Pil, is Milashon Pela, a wonder. So it's, even though it's not direct association with the elephant, but by the sound of the word, it means Pelaos Nasalo. That wonders, a wonder will happen. Pili'im, if he sees many elephants, pili'plos nasalo. Then it means wonder of wonders will occur. Says the Gemara, so it sounds like the elephant is something good. Ay it says in a b'raisa, most uh, animals that a person sees in a dream are good. Except for the elephant and the monkey. So the Gemara says, it depends. If there's a saddle, then it's a good sign. But if the elephant is unsaddled, then in fact, it is a sign of calamity.